There are two uh, images given to us today. They're, they actually are metaphors for uh, understanding this incredible spiritual concept of God's protection and love for us and what we need to do in order to discover it in our life. So God does part and we do part. And in the first reading, um, the metaphor given to us is a walled-in city. How many people have been to the Holy Land? Or have been to, say, the city of Assisi or Avila? They're walled-in cities, and they're usually built on a hill so that they can see the enemies coming. And the walls are about 20 feet tall. The whole city has a wall around it, and there's only a few gates of entrance. In Jerusalem, I think there were four, north, south, and east, and west gate. And there's guards there so that... Nobody can enter except those that they want to let enter. So the city is guarded. And this is the image or metaphor given to us, that that's like our lives. And God protects us. He puts a wall of his love and protection around us with gates to enter. And he's going to only let enter what is good for us. That's why he gives us the law, the commandments. Don't kill. Don't hate. Don't steal. Don't covet people's goods or their wives. Um, um, believe in God and, and respect God. I, they're, they're just kind of like basic ways of living. Those are the walls and the gates for our protection. But the image that Jesus gives takes it a step further. First of all, he puts the, the, the responsibility on us to build properly, not on sand but on solid stone. And again, the solid stone is listening to the will of God in our lives. We know what the will of God is. He tells us all the time, be compassionate, be loving, be forgiving, serve one another, be willing to take the last place. That's how you're really first anyway. And Jesus fleshes it all out for us, not just as rules or commandments, but he wraps the values around them or pulls the values out for us to see. I've often said, you shouldn't follow any rule unless you can see the value of it. I mean, the value should be obvious. We do things because it's valuable to do them. It's valuable to live that way. I mentioned to the kids at the last Mass that Jesus lifts this up to an incredible, an incredible uh, high value. And I want to read it from the Eucharistic prayer. Uh, this is from Eucharistic prayer number two. And uh, it always catches my ear, and I don't know if it catches anybody else's ear, but it's mine. Right after I consecrate the bread and wine, there's uh, uh, some remembrances, and this prayer follows. Um, we just sang the Eucharistic acclamation, and then we say, Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, that's Jesus' death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord Jesus, the bread of life and the God Father, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation. Then we say this, giving thanks that you, God, have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you, to minister to your son, Jesus. We alternate Jesus and God and spirit. It's all mixed. But it says that we would be worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Okay, well, we're in the presence of the Lord all the time. Um, whether we know it or not. We're definitely in the presence of the Lord here in sacrament uh, because that's very explicit. But how do we minister to the Lord? Anybody got an idea? How do we actually minister to Jesus the Lord? I know. 
It's in the chapter 25 of Matthew. It's, for me, the most challenging chapter in the Bible, as far as I'm concerned. But it's also the key to living a rich, full Christian life and building our house on rock and stone solidly. Jesus says in chapter 25, whatever you do to the least, the least of your brothers and sisters, you do it to me. So let me just pick on Celso. Just be, Celso upset me years ago. I hate him. I hate Celso. Just kidding. Okay, I hate him. And, and, and to me, he is my biggest enemy, the one who has hurt me the most in life. Jesus says, how I treat Celso is how I treat him. Psst, that's, that's, that's tough. But it's the key because, you see, if Celso hurt me, he might not even know it, but if he hurt me and then I hate him, who's suffering? It's me. Every single day I live with that ugliness and that negativity. It's a terrible way to live. That's living on sand, building a house on sand. But Jesus gives the exact opposite example on the cross. They killed him. They nailed him to a cross. They hung him up to die for three hours and laughed at him the whole time. And what does he say? Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. He loved and forgave because that's who he was. That's what he was. He was a man of love, a man of forgiveness. And he was free. They couldn't make him hate them. No matter how hard they tried, he wouldn't do it. That's Christian life. That's doing the will of God. That's building on rock and stone. That's having a solid foundation. That's finding freedom. That's finding life.